Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, a light-hearted podcast on a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through true crime stories to discuss an event that took place on this week in history. I'm your host Mark Decano and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester. Hello. And Rue Turner. Hello. So the date we're looking at is the 22nd of June and in 1915... George Joseph Smith stood in the dock at the Old Bailey facing prosecution for the murder of his wife, Bessie Mundy. Except that she wasn't his wife, and also she wasn't the only woman who died. Three women were known to have drowned in the bathtub, and all three had supposedly been married to Smith, who had become known as the Brides in the Bath Murderer. I'd literally done anything about it. Is he a pirate? I don't know. Captain George Smith. Captain Smith. Yeah. No, he's not a pirate. He is a serial killer. I've heard of, I don't know why I've heard of Brides in the Bar. It's quite a good phrase, isn't it? It's not mm. a phrase, it's a, a memorable uh, yeah, for sure. marketing phrase. A phrase definitely dreamed up by the media. Oh, yeah. Well, these it's, got, are... it's got that sort of ring to it. <laughs> oh, the, all of Brides these names are always from the media, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was married several times. He was married several times. He was married eight times. All but the first one were bigamous. So he got married, and then he just married loads of other women as well. But that's bigamy. Yes, and that's bigamy too. Oh, okay. How many died in the bath? Three. <laughs> Three. Not the same bath. Oh, uh, okay. Different baths on different occasions. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not a, an after football match bath. Yeah. It's just one at a time in a bath. It was bigamy. It wasn't polyamory. And what did the other? five wives know or think or say about they probably didn't know anything about each other did they almost certainly how he got away with it yeah he got away with well basically what he did was he uh he would marry a woman a woman (laughs) and then a woman uh, you say a woman and then in quite short order he would then basically take all their money and then disappear oh okay one of them yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and unlike our uh french fellow he didn't kill them and cook them. <laughs> yeah. well, he killed. He did kill a few of them. Yeah, exactly. Killed a few of them. Otherwise, not, what on earth are we talking about? It. He yeah. robbed them and scarpered a few of them. Yeah. Right. And then uh, some okay. of them, he, right. some of them, he killed in a bath. Yeah. Right. And uh, there's going to be a, a, another name will come up in this that we've already talked about when we get to trial. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, why would you use a bath? to kill someone and do it two more times. It's a convenient vessel for a drowning, one argues. Well, I was going to say, did they drown? <laughs> or were they... <laughs> they beat them to death in the bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, um, basically, yes. It looked, to make it look like it was an accidental drowning. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, there was a lot of discussion about that when it got to the pathology of the crimes, um, because they were trying to work out, could it not have been an accident? Yeah, sure. And yeah, that's, yeah. When it, that's how it came to arrest and trial because they were saying, "Hang on, these three cases seem to be oddly familiar and similar." And that's why this case is so interesting, isn't it? Because it's a sort of a yeah. landmark case in that respect. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of landmarks. But it could have gone either way. He could yeah. have got away with it, basically. Could he? Exactly. So his his last wife, uh, Margaret Lofty, yes. who died in the bath, there was a man who was reading the newspaper. Um, and in the newspaper was an article basically saying, oh, tragic loss of this woman who died in the bath. And he thought to himself, well, that's a little bit interesting because this man was um, Joseph Crossley. He owned a boarding house. And um, he's like, oh, well, this is a bit interesting because Margaret Lloyd, who had died in 1914, in the bath. was also found dead in the bath. And it turns out that Lloyd was actually an alias for George Smith. It was the same guy. So he got suspicious because he said, I don't know this guy. And his wife died in the bath. And now there's a newspaper article now, a few months later, saying another woman married to this guy died in the bath. So he's the one, the no, guy no. who owned the boarding house, who pulled it to the attention of the police and said, you need to look at this. It's a bit odd. It's called suspicious. Right. Uh, OK. So that's hmm. when they went and started to investigate. But if it wasn't for the, that fact, that someone sort of put sort of two and two together, two accidents. Yeah, no one would have investigated this. Even yeah, and, yeah. But it I, turned I out that there was a, th- a third one that had happened even earlier. I haven't 
looked this up, but I wonder how common it is for people to just drown in the bath naturally it's very unlikely is it it's not that yeah. common is it no oh not unless you're really like inebriated or yes yeah, yeah yeah yeah. before you drown in the bath you have to already be pretty much incapacity you have to be unconscious and even then you might wake up if you're not these women had all taken uh snuff I've forgotten the name of the yeah um <laughs> pills that would calm you um tranquilizers yeah these women had all taken tranquilizers so if you're taking a tranquilizer and you're getting a warm bath, it's not unusual for you to fall asleep, I would have thought. But. Had they actually taken that or had he somehow administered it them? Well had they all I don't know. Taken them? Not all not all, I wouldn't think. No. No, no. I don't think so. The thing is if you if you fall asleep in the bath, you get one lung full of water, it's gonna wake you up. Mm. Yeah. And you're coughing up and you're flat yeah. your your body's a reaction. Is to flail yeah. around and get oxygen. You're not, you're not going to accidentally waterboard yourself to death, are you? No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Help me! Help me! I'm drowning! So it's a rarity it's and a very rare, therefore yeah, yeah. should be investigated. Do yeah. When were, um, here's a good question, when were showers invented? <laughs> <laughs> because... Um, Immediately after the invention of the fount of the uh, waterfall, the waterfall, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say baths. What do you call them? Tub, metal Tub? tubs. Yeah, in tubs, which yeah. they would have had then, tubs. Was the way to how people wash themselves, not showers. Uh, and well, if a, it was a bath showers, is quite an expensive and posh to have a bath installed or to have a bath at all would be quite unusual. Well, oh, yeah. What would they use instead? You'd be Just sat in front sponge. of a fire with a with a yeah. You'd have a bowl metal and a, a bowl. jug of water. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd that, have a student's bath. A student's bath, yeah, yeah. If everyone had a shower, he wouldn't have been able to do it. I mean, obviously, people do get killed in shower in several years later. <laughs> what, in the, the uh, in Alfred Hitchcock movies in Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the uh, arguably the shower's got nothing to do with it. He just knifed it. Easy clean up though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite good, isn't it? Let's remember that. Still got all the meaty bits to deal with. The, the meaty chunks. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So hang on, what happened to that? What, in Psycho? No, no, no. What, in the... <laughs> so he killed him. To the shower. He killed him and what, then he... went, oh, mm. no, look. My wife I found my wife in dead in the bath. Oh, OK, right. What okay. could have happened? What an awful accident. Oh, my God. It's happened again. Oh, dear, what a pity. Quick, call the doctor <laughs> and then an insurance agent. Right, oh, OK. <laughs> Yeah. I'm her husband. It's fine. I'll I get everything. take everything. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. He's not very nice, is he? <laughs> well, no. Yeah. No, we're learning he's a bit of a wrong one. Yeah, whereabouts, sure. whereabouts was this? He travelled around. So the boarding house that he stayed at with where, his, where Margaret Lloyd died, that was in uh, Blackpool. Yep. Another one was in Hearn Bay, which is in sort of yeah, in north Kent. of Kent. Yep. North Kent. North Kent. Was there one in Pinner? Yeah, a few around London. And then... You're thinking of Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> He's from Pinner. His first marriage was in Leicester. He gets around, doesn't he? He gets around. He's a traveller. So let me tell you a bit about that. So basically, he was a wrong one since the time he was a kid. So he was in basically uh, reform school when he was a child. So when he was 20, 23, 24, he went to prison for the first time. He persuaded a woman to steal money from the people that she worked as a maid. He persuaded her to steal money. And he took the money and then he opened a, a shop in Leicester, a bakery. This is, is a mark of his character, what he was like. He would talk, he would persuade women to do stuff for him and to marry him and to give him all their money. So that was his, that was his MO. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't so unusual, like in society at that time, you know, men made all the decisions yeah, sure. and women just behaved themselves. So it would have been a lot easier to do that kind of to act, you know, to have that kind of behaviour back then than it would be now. If you go to a woman these days and say, give me access yeah. to your bank account and do as you're told, yeah. you're going to go home with a black eye. You know? Well, exactly, yeah. At the very best. <laughs> or a... Or yeah, a, I no, mean, this is something that come up, yeah, has come up before. I mean, we talked about this kind of thing in our Ruth Ellis episode, and that was like 40 years later, mm -hmm. 50 years later. Still the That's same true. story, yeah. 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 He served a year in 1896, so a year after his release in 1898, he married his first wife. This is still in Leicester. So now he's a jailbird. He's come out, he's got the bakery. He married yep. his first wife. This is um, Caroline Thornhill. And she works as a maid. They moved into London and she would steal as well. So similar story again. 
with his wife. Right. So she would go to different employers all around London mm-hmm. and steal from them. And she got caught. What, just because? Or he's been telling her to do so? Because, he, yeah, he told her he's like a, a, a Svengali. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, to mention the name Svengali, that they, later on, when it got to trial, one of the uh, his um, defence counsel actually privately, not in court, but he's he's got Smith probably hypnotised all the women. That's that's what he believed. Yeah, right, right. Wow. Have you ever been hypnotised? No. I <laughs> said so no one ever no. tried to hypnotise you, or you I just. I don't think it. No, I don't think it would work. Yeah. It's like Jedi, isn't it? You have to have a weak mind to be. That's why I understand. <laughs> I don't know. The hypnotist will tell you only intelligent people can be hypnotised. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and then you just do whatever it is. <laughs> Which I assume it means act like yeah. a chicken. I don't know. And then you wake yeah. up wearing your mum's clothes in the park. Well, that, that's got nothing to do with hypnotism. <laughs> holding a, holding a half-eaten onion. That's nothing to do with hypnotism. That's just <laughs> Friday. So Thornhill, wife number one, she got caught nicking and got a year in, she got a year in prison. But when she came yeah. out, then she basically, then she came clean and said, well, actually I was nicking for the old man. And he got two years in the nick for that. Mm-hmm. Just for her divulging that? Yeah, that he was in, in on the game. Wow. I found that kind of interesting. I didn't manage to find the details of it, but I found that sort of interesting. She'd already yeah. been tried for that crime and done the time. Then came out and said, oh no, it was him. And then he went in and did the time. And say, like, surely if someone has been found guilty of the crime and tried and sentenced, you can't then go, oh, but it was this person and try somebody else for the same crime. It's not the same crime. She was the the, the thief, thievery. Oh, suppose, yeah, she he was, was the, thief. the yeah. accessory. So he was also, but he yeah, did twice no, as true. long in prison as she did. <laughs> Shows oh, how right. important accessorizing is. Mean, yeah. A. But, I mean, obviously they fell out, which is why she yes. dogged him in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then, as soon, when she knew he was coming out of prison, she ran away to Canada. Yeah, on a slow boat. <laughs> she, so she did a runner to Canada. Canada? So Smith went back to his other wife, because, he, because even though he married Thornhill in 1898, in 1899 he married someone else. He married Florence Wilson. So he went back to her, took all her money, and then done a runner. Wow. As is, was his want. Mm. A similar pattern. 1908, he marries another woman. Within a month, he left her. He took £30 from her money. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, in 1908, that's about three grand. Three thousand. Three grand? Oh, right. <laughs> All right, fine. So he nicked three grand, sold her stuff, and he done This was runner. within a month? Within a month of, of marrying her. Why did he marry them? Why didn't he just nick the money? Is that a... So he had access. Yeah, three grand, even even today, three thousand pounds isn't a large amount of money. No, I mean for someone with no money, that's a lot of money, of course, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. for the average person today, I'd say three thousand pounds isn't a huge amount of money. Well, if you've got nothing, it's all the money in the world. So to to marry somebody for three thousand pounds is kind of quite a great deal of effort. You might actually spend more than three thousand pounds on getting married to them. Yeah. Not, well, I, I mean, I, I imagine did, I that they were very quick registry office marriage. I spent a um, hundred. How many? When was that? Eight, 1908. Yeah. So a hundred more than a hundred years later, I spent seventy-two pounds. So uh, <laughs> the he should have had a chat with me. I said honestly, we could have. Yeah. I know. I'm getting mixed up about. <laughs> I'm getting mixed up about him spending on the wedding. You just <laughs> thrown that into the conversation, Brew, and I've now believed it. You must have spent a fortune on the wedding. Oh, that's he didn't it. spend three grand on the wedding. He got married and no. ran off with three grand, and then nicked three grand. Yeah. Well, anyway, he didn't nick three grand. He nicked thirty pounds. Yes, yeah, the equivalent yeah. of three grand. So that means in 1908, my wedding would have cost <laughs> six and a half thousand pounds. What? Because it's what did you, seven. No, it would be a. No, not then. What did you spend? Not then. £72 now. £72. Okay, so that's 72 pence. You reckon? That's what I would have... 72 pence. If you spent 72 pence in 1908, that would be £72 today. I wish I'd spent 72 pence. Anyway, forget about weddings. He ran off with £30, which was her savings. Exactly. Absolutely. And and he nicked some of her stuff and sold that as well. Right. So within a month, he's now in Bristol. Yes. So it's July, end of July. He marries another woman, Edith Pegler. Within a month, blimey. Within a month, yeah. How does that work? Yeah. I don't understand how he 
Well, I suppose he's got, a, I mean, as he leaves each woman, he's got a little bit of extra money and all of it is kind of flash cash for yeah, him because right. he knows he's going to find yeah. somebody else, it's used make as, money from them and have a bit more. It's used as... So um, he just... So they... He gets a chunk of money. Exactly, yeah. He reinvests it. They want yeah. to see a rich bloke. Exactly, yeah. And he puts on that persona. Yeah. Right. He's a charmer. He's got the clothes, well. he's got the money. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah, charming. Yeah. He's like, all right, love, want to get married? Yeah, and then uh, and he must be looking for vulnerable, lonely women. Yeah, because uh, he said he was an an- claimed to be an antique dealer, so he was travelling. He'd be gone for ages, um, and then he'd sort of come back and say, "Oh, I've had a busy time peddling antiques, right. and now and <laughs> marrying other women, and now I'm back." Yeah, sure, yeah. So she survived. Uh, she survived. The Bristol yeah. woman. Yeah, yeah. And there, there, there were others in between. And then he married um, Edith Pegler. Then he married another woman called Sarah Freeman. He uh, did the same thing. He basically took all her money. Uh, £400 he got from her. So that's, uh, what's that? Um, £40,000. Uh, right. Was the common denominator between the women who were killed the fact that they were richer? No, I don't think so. Because I'm just he trying took to work out, out why he took you out life killed insurance. someone over. Life insurance. Ah, right. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So you took out this life insurance yesterday, sir, and yeah. they drowned in the bath. That was lucky last <laughs> night. Cool. Yeah, it's Phew. tragic, isn't it? That's just what a caring husband would do. Yeah. Who shall I make the check out to? Um, right. Oh, okay. So it wasn't necessarily what they had in the in the bank or whatever. They yeah. he killed them for the life insurance. How much would yeah. you get for a, a wife? Um, five hundred pound. That's like fifty grand. Really? Yeah. Right. Okay. So someone instance, like that, fifty grand. Be okay. Tempted. In current in current yeah. monies, about fifty grand. So five hundred pound. Okay. At the time. And if you can pull that off a few times, then that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Many more. That's, that's a reasonable chunk of change. Chunk of change. Cash money. So uh, after. Freeman, he married Bessie Mundy. Now, Bessie Mundy was the first of his uh, bath deaths. Okay. So this is where he's decided, okay, I can earn a little bit more if I knock them off. Yeah. Because this this three grand business is not really getting me very far. Yeah. So this is wife number five. Now, she didn't even come up, even when they the suspicions were in, initially aroused, her name wasn't even in the frame. That was his sixth and eighth wives that were suspicious similarities. Bessie Mundy yep. was had actually already been killed before those two. The details of her uh, death didn't come up until quite late on. In 1915, the police got this message from Crossley, who, who ran the boarding house in Blackpool. He saw the, the death of Margaret Lloyd, who was his eighth wife, and put it together with Alice Burnham, who was his sixth wife. He sent them, basically, newspaper cuttings of the two of Alice Smith's sure, yeah, death yeah. in Blackpool and, and of Lloyd's. Basically say, look, I've read this, it matches this. You need to have a look at that. Is this a coincidence or what? There was another wife, seven, in the middle, Alice Reed, who survived. So actually, so yeah, so it's wives six and eight who were being investigated by the police. Yep. Um, and it was only wife number five, five who came up later on. This is as bad as Henry VIII. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although few, fewer of his wives survived, yeah. one was. Uh, <laughs> survived, 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 survived. Drowned in the bath. Drowned, <laughs> drowned, survived, drowned. Yeah, that's, that's how you remember it. Isn't it? That's much more catchy. Yeah, he's not. He's not a. Um, he's not the nicest of chaps, but someone like that is. That's what they do, I suppose, isn't it? And and then something must have happened between wife five and six to yeah. not want to continue nicking stuff and wanting to bump them off. Yeah. But some light bulb moment in his head, obviously, uh, not giving a toss about the fact that they had he had to murder someone. Um, he was yeah. thinking of the pound signs in his eyeballs and then happily went through with it. And then presumably... Yeah. So, sorry, which was it? Would you say six, five, six, and eight were killed? Yeah. So five. It would have mean that five and six went swimmingly, and presumably he was paid out <laughs> swimmingly, <laughs> and he was <laughs> he was paid out. <laughs> he got the money. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and probably, I know, and then he probably got investigated after eight, perhaps. So uh, Detective Inspector Arthur Neal mm. was uh, put on the case and he started to go and look into it. This is where it all starts to unravel, really, is once Neil gets on board. Yeah. Just out of interest, how old is he at this point? Uh, it's a 1915, so he would be, he'd be 43. I was going to say, war is on. War and is on. surely you'd be hoiked to uh, somewhere. Yeah. But does that mean he's he was too old? Uh, to yeah, probably too old for the for the army at that point. It's for... Is 43 too old? Probably. It would have been like 18 Sounds to quite young to be. 30 or something, I imagine. Oh, holiday. Like a holiday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'll, I'll go holiday to France. Yeah. I've, I've only got a one-way boat <laughs> yeah. ticket. Hang on, dude. Right, okay. So that was never in that was never in the picture, that he was going to be sent off. No. To find Mind you, with all his aliases and moving around, chances are even right. if... It's, I don't think they wouldn't have draft. They wouldn't have been the draft then anyway. They would have been volunteers. They weren't conscripted uh, okay. until later on. If he thought about it, he could have utilised. I'm going off to war, you know, to <laughs> various wives or something, and then not uh, well, used I, it as I, an excuse, basically. It pro- or perhaps he probably did. did. <laughs> That's true. He yeah, could yeah. Have, I mean, yeah, he probably could did, have, didn't he? Turned up I mean, at another wife and said, "I'm back from my tour." Yeah, sure. Would have been in the news. All the oh, time, they've called every me up day. again. Got, understandably, he yeah. probably, of course, he used it. I mean, why wouldn't you? I'm yeah. Off to war. Oh, yeah, Hello, sure. yeah, war. Is that the, the war? <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. Hello, the war. <laughs> I'm on my way. Um, ha- really, <laughs> the war. Um, see you tomorrow. You know, London calling. Yeah, for sure. I don't see why I wouldn't. Every every excuse in his ass. That's what I'd say. Is it? Duly okay. Yeah. So if we ever if we ever hear you say you're off to war, we know that it's just bigamy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I ever say I'm just off to uh, Kiev, <laughs> join in. Too soon. Kiev. Um, Kiev. 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 Sorry. Um, to join in, that means I've got another wife. Wife <laughs> slash wives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the inspector, uh, Arthur Neal, he went to the lodgings of the Lloyds. He went there and he saw the, the bathtub where she died and sort of went, well, this is a bit small for a full-grown woman to drown in this little, <laughs> uh, right. yeah, yeah. little tub. I wonder if it one of those tubs in front of the fire, I think. It was a, a sort of a standard roll top. Roll top, yep. Yeah, yeah. So he spoke to the coroner and looking for evidence of violence. Yep. And there wasn't any. She has a little bruise on her arm, but that was about it. So he's like, oh, that's a bit interesting. And then he found out that three hours before she died, <laughs> they'd written out a will. <laughs> At the same day. So it's like he came in through the door with like with the solicitor's letters yeah. in his Sign in his this. jacket pocket. <laughs> shouting, run the bath, darling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Will you marry oh, really? me? Sign this. Um, and you deserve a bath <laughs> for all well the done. admin have a rest take a hot bath and then uh, wrap a hot towel around your head yeah, yeah, yeah. so she so three days before the marriage she took out a life insurance policy 700 pounds mm-hmm. so 70,000 yep. in today's 70,000 pounds yeah and then the day before she died she took out all her savings and then three hours before she died she had written a new will naming Smith as her <laughs> sole beneficiary Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like she was asking to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's get, he's getting a bit clumsy, isn't he? Yeah, oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, this is persuasive. She's asking to be caught. It's persuasive. I mean, she obviously wasn't like, oh, that seems a bit weird. Yeah. In hindsight, for us, a hundred years later, <laughs> it seems a bit weird. Yeah, sure, sure. Was this bath? Was this <laughs> bath number five? Was this um, <laughs> wife number five? This is number eight. This is the, the most oh, recent right. one. So this is the third and final attempt. Third and final attempt, yeah. So this is the one that had roused the suspicion of the man in black. I mean, obviously, it's all it's all in hindsight that we yeah. go, Ugh. Yeah. Because it, each woman, obviously, didn't know about any anyone any other woman or no. incident. Yeah, or she has a blind criminal context. record. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, all my savings. Yeah, sure. Wait, I'll go and get it now. It's fine. Yeah, darling. I must say, like 
when he takes out these life insurances on his wives, I can't help but think if, like, the caring husband takes out a life insurance on himself, if he is the breadwinner and has the most money in that relationship. Sure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's not as if yeah. the wife is someone who's going to provide for him when he dies. So therefore, well, we don't know. Sure. Do he is the one who comes yeah. along being the, you know, the swaggering wealthy gentleman. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Why would why would she need insuring? The charming antique dealer. Yeah. The breadwinner. Yeah, sure, yeah. This is an insurance form. If you'll just sign here, here and here. So Inspector Neil then thought, well, this is interesting. Yeah. I wonder if, I, if I contact uh, the insurance company in Blackpool, if they had a similar story there. And it's sure, yeah. and interestingly <laughs> Yep. They had taken they... out a life insurance policy. Yeah. And <laughs> they only took the lodgings in Blackpool that this this man Crossley was rooming. They only took it after Smith had gone in and inspected the bathtub. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they said, Yep, that'll do. We're in. They moved in. Specifically the bathtub. Insurance policy and then oddly enough, demise. Right. Yeah, yeah. Have you got a bath? <laughs> Has he got a bath? Can I see it? Yes, it's a good bath. <laughs> I just need to measure it. This is where Neil gets more cunning than Smith ever was. So because yep. um, obviously now Lloyd has died, this insurance company has to pay out. Mm-hmm. Basically, what he did was he went to the coroner and said, look, tell the insurance company this is all pucker and above board. And then when he comes to claim the insurance, we'll stop by and have a word. Yeah, so they basically course, yeah, staked yeah. out the offices sure, of the yeah, insurance yeah. company and wait for him to turn up. Um, and he, his right... Technically rightful, I mean, it's not rightful, but um, rightful money that he was obviously going to come and collect. Absolutely, because as far as it, to all appearances, it looks like he's got a bona fide insurance policy on his... Yes, sure, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Insurance companies say it's okay to collect. Yeah. A long you pop. Long you pop. So up turns Mr Lloyd slash Mr Smith... Uh, yep. At which point Inspector Neil told him, said, hello, I'm <laughs> Neil of the Yard. <laughs> yep. He said, are you John Lloyd? Yes. He said, are you also George Smith? He said, no. <laughs> oh. Never heard of the fellow. <laughs> no. <laughs> so basically he said, well, I'm going to I'm gonna take you in, I'm going to arrest you on suspicion of bigamy. Um, at, w- okay. and at which point Smith then suddenly agreed, yes, I am Smith as well. And he was arrested on the spot. And whatever you do, don't give him a bath. Can you be arrested for bigamy now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you? Yeah, yeah. yeah would you get like it's fraud, basically? Yeah, it is, isn't it? The would you get sentenced, or would you just get told to, to divorce some people? <laughs> told to divorce, divorce <laughs> the people you're not legally yeah. married. To. Choose one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think in that situation, all the women would probably. Decide they don't want to be married. Yeah. To yes, you're probably right. Yeah. It should be quite, quite short order. Hang on, what do you mean? Um, I've got lots of half wives. <laughs> it is part of the Offences Against the Person Act, 1861. Right. So that would have been in position. Yeah. So that's why he got arrested for bigamy. Seven years. Ooh. What now? Now, currently. Just for another one, another marriage. For uh, a charge of But he of had bigamy, seven counts. To... That's what yeah. I'm saying. Would he have 49 um, years? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they can be consecutive or concurrent. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, up to seven years today for a, a charge of bigamy. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Uh, that's that off the table. You want to rethink your yeah. going to war? <laughs> going, yeah, that's more attractive now. Well, go to, yeah. yeah. Do How that. do you feel about your first wife now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see her on Monday through Thursday instead. <laughs> so he's he gets arrested basically. He knows about the does he know? So Inspector Neil yeah. knows about the murders, but he's got him on bigamy first. He's got him on bigamy because he needs to prove murder. Yeah, sure. He's got no evidence for that. He's just got two women who drowned in the He's just got a bloke who's picked up life insurance. Yeah, exactly. Enter Sir Bernard Spilsbury, who we talked about Uh, before. Enter Sir Bernard Spilsbury. That sounds like an order. That's not an instruction. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's, it's certainly not a recommendation. The Spillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> yeah, that came up the last time we, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Have we talked about him? The reason we've talked about him is because... Is he a pilot? He, he, no. Is he a judge? <laughs> he was the pathologist in the case... Oh, similar he's a pathologist. Case. He was the pathologist in the case around the same time, one Dr. Hawley Harvey Crippen. Oh. Uh, so he, he was, was he? the one who proved the murder in that case yes uh, okay. lots of other high profile cases and also he was and I'm, we mentioned this at the time he was important in operation mincemeat yeah right yeah yeah which which e- is now eagle-eared listeners yeah will have uh, it's now is a currently a movie yeah when we dr crippen was a while ago the uh the podcast not the Murders. The um, the, it's <laughs> now both. it's now a film, but it, uh, I don't think it film. was then, was it? No, it's also a musical in the West End. Meat, meat, Exclamation mark! Yeah, I assume it's meat, exclamation mark. Meat, exclamation mark. Yeah, it's the only title. Meat, exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, actually, yeah, because it, it has be to be me. Because if it, if it was Mintz, it would be a very different play. <laughs> that would be just like every other play in the West End. Ah, yeah, the okay. case. So he was an investigator. No, he wasn't. Was he investigator? He was a pathologist. He was a pathologist. What's that? He studies paths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you're if you're bad at it, or no, no, if you're bad at it, if you're a mad pathologist are you a socio sociopathologist <laughs> yeah uh, one assumes yeah uh and if you uh study crazy paving you're a psychopathologist yeah yeah exactly yeah. That, and got, if that deserved a bigger laugh and if you <laughs> i deserved a laugh <laughs> yeah at least one <laughs> not a one a half snigger from one person if you've got a, if you own own a bike, you're a cycle pathologist. <laughs> There's no point continuing with this and just leading each other up the garden path, pathologist. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. I'm an empathologist. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Lofty's or Margaret Lloyd's body was exhumed, and. First thing he did, supposedly, was yes, drowning definitely caused a death. <laughs> but I was looking for was it by force? Mm-hmm. You suspect uh, foul play. Basically, he couldn't find anything. He was saying, is it, yeah. was it a stroke? There was, was no was physical injuries on her body, really, apart from that dent on her elbow. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, what they did was between him and Inspector Neil, they got the bathtub from the house, took it to this the police the station, bit. and started. To doing little tests and experiments to see what what might have been, what might have happened. Didn't uh, Neil hire some professional diver ladies who yes. were the same physical build? Yeah, exactly. So that he could test out different ways of trying to drown them in a bar. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> basically, basically, yeah, yeah. Sign here, we're going to try and drown you. <laughs> yeah, they said, okay, this is the size of the tub, so and this is the size of the victim. Uh, it was the actual tub, though. It was the actual tub, yeah. Yeah. So there's like going, well, what if there was a, what if it was a seizure? What if there was epilepsy? What if this? What mm-hmm. if that? It's you good. Know, it's, um, all this is very good. That's exactly yeah. what you should yeah, yeah, do. This is, I mean, it's forensic. Yeah, pathology. this is modern it's, forensic pathology. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's groundbreaking what they're doing. Here. Yeah. Um, so there's like saying, oh, what? Because if you, what if you had epilepsy, then you basically you would push you back out of the tub. So that wouldn't have worked. Because um, they do that. If if they, yeah, because they arch up and that and um, if they, well on the if they, they couldn't slip on if they relaxed, they couldn't slip under it because the tub was too small. You yeah, yeah, sure. And yeah, the yeah. The, um, the limp phase of of a fit is very, is at the very end. And the beginning phase is the arms are thrashing, the legs are thrashing, so, all the so you, water you come have, out of the bath. All the water yeah, would come out of the bath splashed. rather than falling into it. It would have been splashed yeah. away, wouldn't it? All the, all the water, if there'd been too much yeah, flailing. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So they got, as you say, they got these. Divers. And of course, you'd be injured as well by flailing. You'd be, yeah, you'd be have like she, the victim only had one small bruise on her arm, so it's like, well, oh, she's right. been thrashing around. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing if they've been forced under. They would fight back, so there would be damage, scratches, scratches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So they had these these divers of the same build, 
<laughs> some and divers. He, I'm sure yeah, you could have just hired some women. Women who could the hold their breath under <laughs> the bath for yeah, a while. Exactly, yeah. Know? People who wouldn't instantly panic by some, right, some okay. submersion. Oh, yeah. 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 They're just sort of saying, well, what if this, what if that? And one of them, he, <laughs> Inspector Neil, uh, thought, what if uh, I just <laughs> grabbed her feet and pulled them up out of the tub? Yep. Yep. So, so mm-hmm. he tried it. And sure enough, the diver woman slid underwater, even though she was going to, this, they were doing this attacks. Yeah, to, and to she knows she's going to be attacked. She knows she's going to be attacked to this yeah. effect. He grabbed her feet, pulled her up, she slid straight under the water, and it was like, straight away, she was spark out, unconscious. Really? Immediately, yeah, yeah. In a, and, uh, the, in what sense, having inhaled well, water? Because it's, it's like... Yeah, because it's yeah. like being waterboarded. You're right. drawn yeah, of course, yeah, backwards yeah. through the water. It just comes yes. in just, nostrils, into yeah. your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And effectively the shock of it is you're immediately it, yeah. immersed right, and right. water's coming in at you. Exactly. So you probably panic and black out, so maybe. Were, that, even though it's technically controlled experiment, experiment. Yeah, yeah. it immediately yeah. worked on someone who knew that what was kind of yeah. knew what was going on. And apparently it took half an hour for him and a doctor and a to... Doctor. Yeah, yeah, to revive her. Oh, God, imagine yeah. that half an hour. Yeah, sorry, we nearly killed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said that she had no memory of anything other than a rush of water and then, then she was unconscious. So it was instantaneous. She wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. She's like, oh, water, and then... I mean, that's quite out. heartening to know that that's what... When you drown, you just go, <laughs> you drown. You hope. You don't well, go, oh, yeah. I'm drowning, yeah. Drowning, uh, so, drowning's, drowning yeah. itself is meant to be really quite painful. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Forget that. Yeah. If if we were to revisit the how would you die thing, don't choose drowning. Don't choose drowning. Oh, it's a yeah. horrible way. It's yeah. the, man, the number of people who walk into the sea is insane. If they had any idea what actually yeah. happens. Or jump off bridges. Yeah. It's thinking mad. you're going to land in the water. Yeah. If, if you'd be better off if you died from hitting the surface tension of the water than actually drowning in. Yeah. It. Is it your lungs burn and your phys- your body yeah. is physically fighting for? Yeah, you know, hit the air. water so hard, you're more likely you probably will break your arms and legs on the surface of the water hitting it. Yeah, and then you just drown gently and horribly on. Yeah, yeah it's not because you not, can't swim. Yeah, it's anyway, not, anyway. not a good way. Anyway, go. so if if we anyway. could do anything, if discouraging people from suicide by drowning is yeah. all that we achieve, then yeah, don't do that for God's sake. Always. Yeah. So what's happened here, before we got all weird and morbid, yeah. is we've shown that Spilsbury's theorem that yeah. you could basically drown someone quickly without Works. inflicting wounds mm. on them. There's, it I, didn't quite, I didn't quite believe it when I first read about, you know, pulling someone under the water by the feet. I thought, that can't be right, even though, you know, it's documented that that's what he did. Yeah. I thought, and then it suddenly reminded me of that thing you hear about sharks that you can drown a shark by pulling it backwards yeah because the water won't go over their gills because they always move forwards yeah and that and i i looked into it and it's actually true that the ancient samoans used to kill sharks that way they'd go out on a boat up to the sharks someone would slip like the brave one on the boat would slip a noose over the head of the shark a noose and hang it And then they'd catch it by the tail, right. get the noose around the tail, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. pull the shark backwards, and that would drown the shark. Yeah. But it, yeah, so I, did, I didn't think that if you pulled a person backwards in water that they would just pass out like that. And then it reminded me of sharks, and that is exactly what happens. You pull a shark backwards, or a human. It only works if they're facing up, though, doesn't it? Does it? No, backwards is backwards. No, I'm not talking about sharks. I'm talking about people in the bath. Oh, people. <laughs> if you're facing down in the bath, you're already drowning. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, what are you doing? It's Shark Week. On your point about sharks, you said, Jed, that they have to keep moving. That's not true. It's just that the water has to keep moving. Through them. First, so yeah. to move over their gills so they can breathe. Right. Uh, okay. So you could they could be in fast-flowing water. Yeah. You often see sharks on the seabed just sitting there. Yeah. Yep. Like reef sharks and things, nurse sharks. They'll just sit there but because the water is moving over there. It's gills. flowing. Right. Uh, but it, it's not like those those people who go, yeah, I'm not a shark, man. I've got to keep moving. I could tell you everything that's wrong with what you're saying. Right? <laughs> I'm not a shark, <laughs> man. So, yeah, if you pull the shark backwards, then yeah. the water's not moving over the gills. So they'll mm. suffocate, basically. I love sharks. What's the collected now? Yeah, what's sharks? I don't think I know that. Schooled. 
opens a school of uh, sharks? Nah, probably not. Shark pod. A nightmare. A murder. As crows. I know, yeah. <laughs> Gang. A shiver. What? No. A shiver? A shiver of sharks. That's quite good. That's a rubbish one. It can't be right. <laughs> I think it's quite good. It's a shiver of it's sharks. Not very sh- it's not very sharky. Shiver. It needs to be more... Sharky. More... That sounds, that sounds like kind a better, of scary. Like for mackerel or something. It's a school of mackerel, isn't it? It's not a shoal. Yeah. It's a fever of stingrays. A sm- That's a good one. A smack of jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> a smack? A smack. Uh, a party of rainbow fish. A party? A party. <laughs> yeah, because of the colours. A squid squad. A squad of squid. That's the best one. That is quite good. <laughs> With Inspector Neil, squid squad. Uh, and a shiver of sharks. Very good. A uh, shiver of sharks is just dinner. <laughs> so it went to trial uh, 22nd of June, 1915, as I say. It went to trial. As we've talked about before, you can only be tried for one murder. Mm. Mm. At that time, I'm assuming. Yes, um, because this was the first time when they've, although we only try for one, they decided to try for the murder of Bessie Mundy, the first person killed, who they found out about after his uh, arrest. Um, yep. They tried it for that, for, for that murder, but then they used the other two murders um, they introduced them as evidence of pattern of behaviour. Yeah, now this is the thing that's really super yeah, sure. new, isn't it? Is yeah. You could only try someone in the courtroom for the one murder, and they couldn't really quite pin that one yeah. on him. That was the best shot they had. Yeah, so basically they've subverted the law as it was at the time. Yeah. Because they've said, well, you can only try for one person. Yeah, but we're going to kind of mention the other two, just to sort of show... <laughs> Oh, he's got a pattern because of these two that we're not prosecuting yeah. him for. Yeah. So that the de- defence argued, you know, you can't do that. And it came up in appeal later on. Obviously, he was convicted. It came up as an appeal. And they said, you can't introduce this evidence because he's not on trial for those murders. Mm. So you can't talk about people he's not on trial for. They said, well, you know, but the judge let it go. He said, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Well, that I mean, you I, not talking about other people is, is kind of daft because you'd have to talk about other people that he knows and his previous wives yeah and how you know how they lived their life how they died is relevant to the case you know yeah it's it's like saying that you can't bring up people that he met yeah but it's, you know, it's like if, these you, are, if you say well look we believe he killed three people by drowning them in the bath then okay well then if you've got enough evidence for the one, you don't need to talk about the other two. Mm. If you need them to prove your yeah. case, yeah. then you haven't got enough for this one you're charging yeah. with, and therefore you haven't got enough. It yeah. just cements it, though, doesn't it's it? It's a kind of smoke-and-fire argument. Yeah. Well, now, these days, you wouldn't be allowed to do that because you can talk about it, but you can't talk about it unless it's part of the actual prosecution. That's my understanding. So if you're going to... Um, say, oh, we're charging you, we're prosecuting you for the murder of these three people, then you have to, you know, those three people can be given in evidence. If you're only prosecuting for one person, then you have to not talk about anything else and and because it's not pertinent right. to that case. No. It was criticised a lot later on because I don't know if you know John Bodkin Adams. Now, he's quite famous as being a serial killer, although it's possible that he wasn't at all. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> But similarly, they used this this idea of a, of a pattern of behaviour in in his case, and the judge in that case um, criticised it because he was only charged for one as well. So they did the same thing as in this case, and the judge yeah. in that case criticised. So, you, so you're using you're starting an established pattern of behaviour by talking about crimes that we're, we're not prosecuting in this court. So that, so that this judge in George Smith's case said, yeah, yeah, fine, whatever. And the judge in Adams' case, when they tried to introduce the same system of uh, pattern of behaviour and said no. And what's the chronology of those cases? Which come first? Uh, Smith is first. It's the first case. Um, And then Adams was later on. But Smith was the first instance of that being allowed in a court of law. Right. A landmark. Yeah. Another landmark. Very interesting. So, jury went away on 1st of July and Mm -hmm. 20 minutes later returned a verdict of guilty. That's pretty quick. That is quick. Very quick. That is quick. Yeah. 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 
That bath that demo all... really did the job. I don't think that's yeah. it. Yeah. Probably did, didn't it? Was that all 12? All 12 good men and true. Sure, you know, sure. it. Yeah. Which is interesting when you consider that this basically is a theory. It is. There's, really. no, ev- there's no real evidence. Mm-hmm. Arguably, it was just a. From what we know, just... anyway practically acted it out. They basically said, out, he probably but... did this. Yoink. Like, oh, yeah, yes. okay. Probably yeah. right. Because they had no evidence that he was ever in the room at the time the person died. No. Or anywhere no. near. He was usually out for a walk and had a good alibi for that walk. Or Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was, yeah, I wasn't there. I was in another room even, in one case. Yeah. I was, he was playing the harmonium <laughs> in another room. It's very loudly going, oh, I'm in another room. <laughs> creating an alibi <laughs> uh, so he was given the only sentence applicable at the time yes death by hanging oh, right and he was duly hanged on 13th of August in the Maidstone prison by, by... the hangman Albert John Hellboy. Ellis oh <laughs> John Ellis uh, John Ellis, Ellis had, had just recently done um, Crippin hadn't he, he He'd done Crippin'. <laughs> He'd just done Crippin' like not, no, not long ago. Now here he is again doing Smith. Stringing up another one. Yeah, so this sure, is 1915, yeah. don't forget. Pierpoint's a little while yeah, off. That's true. Yeah, a little while off, yeah. So there's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? It's called The Brides in the Bath. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why. Two, 2003. That's probably why I've heard the... 2003, Martin Kemp of the Brothers Kemp as George Smith. I think it's worth mentioning Richard Griffiths is in it as well. Oh, is he? In one of his off-the-shelf roles as uh, Richard Griffiths plays a man. (laughs) He plays pretty much the same character (laughs) in this as he does in Pie of the Sky. Or in With Pearl and I. A bewigged. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My boys, my boys. (laughs) He basically is a bewigged court appearance yeah. in which he doesn't eat a pie. Oh, does he? He um, plays one of the barristers. Yeah, he plays the defence. Ah, excellent. Um, there was a play in 2006 with uh, Maxwell Caulfield of Grease 2 fame. <laughs> he, yep. he was in it. Um, <laughs> he was in it. He was in it. Uh, it's, it gets mentioned a lot. There, there's lots of things where stuff is based on it, you know. Um, so, like, there's there's a books all the all the great crime writers, Agatha Christie, Dorothy Sayers, Patricia Highsmith. They've all done novels based loosely on. Yeah, there's story. been lots of lots of literary nods to it, haven't there? Yeah, exactly. Very, very little actually about it, from what I could find. Yeah, but plenty yeah. of people have mentioned it somehow or called someone. Yeah, no. there's there's a BBC, uh, I think it's BBC, a detective series called um, Midsummer Murders, you probably know and love. Yep. Um, and one episode of that is basically just this story. It's all about this story. Right. It, it refers to the case and the, the people in it and everything. And George Joseph Smith had a waxwork at Madame Tussauds. God, did he? Yeah. When? Well, at what point? About two months after, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, probably while the trial began, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knowing, knowing what we know. That's what they were like back then. So uh, no, it was there from about 1915, around the time of the trial. Right, yeah. My until God. 100 years later. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> one, uh, one hopes that it was dusted and updated a bit in those 100 years. Updated, well, aged. <laughs> <laughs> just just yeah. dig some more wrinkles in it. Uh, well, the only reason... swords at that time was like the news, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it pretty much was, yeah. So, oh, let's Should go we go and, and see the latest murderer? Yeah. <laughs> like a town <laughs> notice board in 3D. Yeah, yeah basically. Oh, we've, we've talked about the... Because um, Crippin, obviously, he had a waxwork in, the, in, the, in there. Mm, yeah. Charles Peace did. Uh, Christie did all of these people we've talked about. They did, and I don't think I'm not sure if I mentioned, but the only reason they're no longer there is because they're all ceased to be exhibited in 2016 because they closed the Chamber of Horrors to put in a right. a, mar- a Marvel characters experience. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'd rather see the Chamber of Horrors personally. But... Yeah. <laughs> so I mentioned Svengali earlier on. Mm-hmm. So for yeah. those who don't know, Svengali is a character from um, 
Georges du Maurier, um, who supposedly persuaded a, over a hundred women to marry him by means of hypnosis, and therein robbed mm. them of their life savings. So, very much like the Reverend Moon of Mooney's fame. Oh, the Moonies, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Clever, clever. Edward Marshall Hall, who was the defence barrister, he thought that Smith had killed his wives, but not the way that it came out in court. He said that he thought that he was a hypnotist. He thought he'd persuaded them <laughs> to die. You're feeling very sleepy. <laughs> Drown yourself. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, Bessie Mundy, who's the, the first of the three victims, yeah. it was reported that she had a bar of soap gripped in her hand yeah. at the time of death. Which, of course, if she was relaxed through hypnosis, she would have released her grip on it. Also, it's fairly common knowledge of hypnosis that you can't persuade anyone to do something that will harm them. Mm. You can't tell people to yeah. kill themselves, they won't. Hypnosis is, is quite a conscious activity. Yeah. It's not an unconscious or subconscious activity, it's quite it's suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you just drown yourself? It's not going to work. No, no. no. Okay. You can only persuade them to pretend that? that they're a chicken. Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. Or eat an onion, or eat an onion. pretending it's or an apple. Or put on Bruce mother's clothes. Yeah, yeah. That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've talked about on this episode, then just Google it or something. You can listen to all of our previous episodes on our website. That's www.truecrimediary.co.uk. Please remember to leave a review on your podcast provider if you can, or you can email us. That's stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk. My thanks to Jed and Rue and to all of you for listening, and we'll see you again on next date in our True Crime Diary. <laughs>